maybe you are in a deep season of change. Maybe right now you feel overwhelmed because you've got a lot of uh, turmoil or transition in your life. Maybe you keep finding yourself last on your own list. If you said yes to any of those questions, this episode is for you. This is a Soul Fire production. You're listening to episode 126 of Yes And with me, Judy Holler. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Advocare, a wellness company on a mission to support your health needs with high vibe resources and products. And guess what? We have a code. Use YesAnd15. That's YesAnd15 every time you shop to get discounts and support this podcast when you do. Well, hey, hey, welcome back to the show or welcome to the show. If you're new here, it me, Judy Holler. Uh, I'm so glad to be here with you. I am currently <laughs> surrounded in boxes. I am three sleeps away from no longer living uh, in the Midwest where I've lived my entire entire life. So I am in the middle of a lot of change and a lot of disruption on top of change and disruption. And to be frank, some of the PTSD I think we're all still going through, um, considering what we've all collectively been through over the last couple of years. So when I was thinking about what to do uh, this month for the solo with you, you know, I thought about um, making this episode a little behind the scenes on the move. Why am I leaving Ohio? Why am I moving from Ohio to Scottsdale? Why Scottsdale? And then more importantly, and more specifically, you know, how am I protecting myself, my boundaries, my priorities, my health, my energy, all of it in the middle of the madness? I mean, we're going to go through seasons of life, right? As human beings navigating the unscripted stage of everyday day life. Like we're going to go through seasons of, of change, right? We're going to go through seasons of big stress and big disruption. And so how do we do that with grace, peace, and most importantly, how do we figure out what our priorities need to be when it feels like all of our priorities <laughs> have sort of been thrown up in the air? So that's where we're going to go today. So I think today's episode is going to be sort of like this bite-sized and juicy little episode full of information and behind the scenes scoop on sort of what's going on in my life, right? So, um, the two things we're going to cover um, are the move, right? Because things are nuts. Uh, so I want to share the story on the move um, and what I'm doing part two to stay sane throughout that move. And I think they'll benefit you as well. Also, stay tuned until the end because I have a really fun kick-ass announcement. So don't you leave early. Uh, I, I can't wait to share it with you. It's a big one. So um, at the very end, I will I will talk about that. <clears throat> Let me take a sip of my oat milk cappuccino. Mm. I am here for the oat milk. I am an oat milk fan. Thank you, Starbucks, for that oat milk cappuccino. Um, it is giving me life this morning. And so, yes, I am caffeinating to stay... <laughs> you know, I guess in forward moment, momentum in my mornings. Um, I, I live for a good coffee, but you know, there are some other things that I'm doing. So 
Let's talk about them and let's just sort of back up a little bit. Let's like beep, 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 back up the bus, back up the bus and talk about Ohio. Uh, so I'm leaving Ohio. I've, I moved here almost eight years ago uh, from Chicago. So I'm essentially not just leaving Ohio, I'm leaving the Midwest and I've lived here in the Midwest my, my, my entire life um, for, for the desert. Scottsdale specifically. So there's a couple things here. So number one, guys, I have had, and I am not kidding you when I tell you this, I've had palm trees. I'm not kidding you on my vision board for like well over a decade. So this move for me to the desert is really sort of manifestation in motion. It is the manifestation of a vision I've had for myself for a really long time. And for my husband, it's sort of a a bit of a coming home for him. He graduated, uh, he went to college at at ASU, um, Arizona State University, and he grew up going to Scottsdale from a really young age. His family had a place there. So we're really aligned on this one, right? And his his boys, um, the, the, the dudes are all super pumped about it. Um, so it all just really feels so right and so divine and, and oh, so high vibe. Um, and I think it's important to, to say here, um, Ohio was never really mine. Um, meaning it, it was never my choice, right, to move here. So I met my husband while I was living in Chicago. And, you know, at that time I was not keyword there, not looking for a long distance relationship. Actually, it was like number one on my long list of things I do not want. Um, Anybody, if you're single, do you have a list? Or when you were single, did you have a list, right? This list of all the things like I will not, and I will not, and I will not. And it's so funny how God, the universe, whatever you believe in spiritually, it's funny how it works out, right? Uh, Because life is improv. None of us have a script. We can have some plans and some things we want and things we don't want, but you know what? Uh, life is improv. So, you know, I didn't expect (laughs) to fall in love with someone who had three boys, a a tough divorce and and a lot of obstacles in our way, but love happens and you can't stop the beats of your heart or what God has uh, planned for you. So I sort of remained open. (laughs) Hello. Openness is a big part of the methodology, you know, inside the house of Anne. And and most certainly one of the biggest takeaways I had from the improv theater, really staying open to, to possibility and what could be when you catch things from the outside. So I stayed open. I sort of let my heart follow the path, yet I made this sort of internal commitment that I would only leave Chicago, the city I'd dreamed about living in for years, um, for my husband, right? And if it was meant to be, it would go that route. We'd get engaged and then, and only then, uh, would I move, right? So we dated uh, for for quite some time. Um, I even waited two years to meet his his boys. I mean, divorce and, and young kids is certainly worth taking your time on. Um, and then about two years after that. So after four years of dating long distance, we got engaged in December of 2015 and I moved to Ohio in March and we were married in Chicago um, in, in, in 2016, New Year's Eve weekend. So what I mean when I say Ohio was never mine is that it was 
a move. A move to Ohio was a move for us, our relationship, my future relationship with his boys. And I have no regrets, like zero, double zero regrets, right? We have made so many memories here in Ohio. I've made a few good friends, uh, a couple really great, incredible best dear friends that we consider family. I I built my business here. I became a wife. I built my relationship with Scott's boys. And we had an incredibly beautiful, peaceful, safe place to ride out the pandemic. So I'm grateful. I'm so grateful. And while there are things I'll miss here and things I will definitely not miss here, I am so ready for the desert. I feel like my soul, my soul, my being, my destiny belongs in the desert, right? I feel, every time I go there, I feel like the highest, most beautiful, most aligned version of myself there. So we ended up deciding on Scottsdale because Scott not only has history there and loves it, but it's been calling me, right? Like we, we visit every year, several times a year. And every time we visit, I come back this like better, more confident, more aligned version of myself. And frankly, I never want to leave. Yes. I don't even want to leave when it's hot. I get it. Now, listen, I know, I know it's hot there three months a year. Okay. Uh, I get it. I get it. Okay. And I hate being hot. I really don't like it. I'm a little claustrophobic. And even I love the desert for real. That's how stunning and beautiful and magical it is there. I always say that the only place that I've ever been that beats the Arizona sunsets and sunrises is Hawaii, Maui specifically. Plus it is so much more than just the desert. There are mountains and lakes and snow, etc. You could always get to cooler temperatures in the summer and snow in the winter if you want those Midwest vibes. And it's just a short drive away based on where you live. So anyway, we chose the desert. It's happening. We decided. We we began saving. We started making plans. We decided we'd list our house this year after Sean, Scott's youngest son, graduates in May. But it's funny. <laughs> Again, life is improv of how the universe works. Because once you decide, watch out. Once you speak it, watch out. Meaning you put it in motion. Things start to happen. Remember what you think you get, what you say you receive. So once we decide, things start to shift. So in January, we literally, like we decided, we're like, this is it. This is the year. We're going to do it. We're ready. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Right. So in January, we're going to list in May. Well, in January, we get a knock on our door. So our realtor, Patty is like, yo, I've got someone who wants your house (laughs) like now for cash over asking, like, what would you sell it for? Great. They'd pay you more than that. And they'd be willing to let you stay in your house until rent-free, until Sean graduates. What do you think? (laughs) Okay, universe, God, whoever's up there, whatever's going on, like, we hear you. That was hard not to listen to. So we quietly, in January this year, sold our house and began the Arizona house hunt, which is 
not easy in this crazy market. If anyone listening right now is buying or selling a home right now, yo, I feel you. I'm sending you all the love and the vibes. It's been insane and it's not for the faint of heart. So we sort of agreed, okay, we sold the house. We're going to do this thing. And we said, we're going to take our time with it. We're not going to do anything stupid. We're going to trust the process. And it happened. You know, We found the perfect place and we closed in April. It took us a few months and we even surrendered so much so in a, in, in a few conversations, we were like, cool, we'll just like Airbnb it for a while. We'll rent for a while. Like, I, you know, the things, there are stories of people literally throwing Teslas in, right? To get houses, like lines down the street. Like the fact, like it's all so aligned. So we found a place, we found a place after some blood, sweat and tears, after some heartbreaks, um, after learning a lot. I mean, we spent three, four months really looking and found a place and closed in April and off we go, right? New beginnings, a new chapter, something that feels as for me as it is for Scott, a place to make my own, a place to grow my business in different ways because I'm going to grow in different ways and really a place to make new friends, um, meet new entrepreneurs and branch out and really take my own advice and put myself out there with what I'm sure will be many, many, many new fear experiments. So all that aside, another wish came true while all this started happening energetically with my move to the desert. Uh, my keynote speaking business uh, started getting back to live events and travel. So while I stay busy and have stayed busy doing lots of beautiful virtual events, nothing, and I mean nothing, beats the energy of a live room, the doors opening of a general session, right? The buzz of a jam-packed convention center. I live for it. Put me in a ballroom with theater seating and awesome production and audiovisual and rear screen projection. I geek out. I live for it, right? So damn, it's good to be back on stage, interacting and improvising with real life human heartbeats. And I'm so, 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 so grateful. Yet this also means that I'm back to the travel grind. So I'm not only trying to pack and move my life across the country, I am executing, um, dozens and dozens of live events, managing the business, uh, communicating with my team and traveling across the country and speaking on stages all summer long. So it's a lot. It's a lot. It's, I'm grateful for all of it, yet it's a lot. So how am I doing it? How am I protecting my peace? How am I staying sane? And how am I deciding what my priorities are? So I thought, let me share it with you, right? Let me share with you what I'm doing. So maybe you are in a deep season of change. Maybe right now you feel overwhelmed because you've got a lot of uh, turmoil or transition in your life. Maybe you keep finding yourself last on your own list. If you said yes to any of those questions, this episode is for you because I know that by sharing what I'm doing right now, you may get the reminder you need. If you are listening to this podcast, it is destiny. It is a manifestation of something bigger. You were meant to be here right now. You were meant to hear this episode. You were meant to listen to these words. So maybe you'll feel seen. Maybe you'll feel seen and you you decide then to make a change in your life or maybe Something I'll share today will spark something bigger in you, something brighter, something more magical than you can even imagine, right? And maybe something 
will spark inside of you so you can go get the balance you need to weather any busy, hectic, or unexpected season you find yourself in. Okay, so the five things I'm doing. Number one is that I am number one. I am number one. And I feel like in seasons of extreme change and unscripted chaos and the big life moments, right? Weddings, funerals, new jobs, moves across the country, tax season, whatever your thing is, right? Like that is when you have to ramp up you. That is when you need to become your biggest priority. I think a lot of times we do the inverse. We say, okay, I am so slammed. I'm last on my own list. I'm going to cancel plans. I'm going to ghost the gym. I'm going to hit the drive-through, you know, and then we we just, we put all that stuff last because we're way too overwhelmed and we've got too much going on. I have done the exact opposite. I have made my priorities, specifically my workouts and those things I do to really stay mentally wealthy. Those are non-negotiables. They are the first things written into my schedule. They're the first things I'm going to tackle in the day so I can take the rest of the day and be in service to my priorities, be in service to my business, be in service to my family and what needs to get done. So that is number one. I'm number one. I'm number one. And that is, I said to my trainer this morning, I'm like, honestly, these workouts are how my heart rate stays pretty balanced, how I'm sleeping well throughout all this, how I'm energized and awake and ready. Like I don't ghost myself. Stop ghosting yourself. If you are in a season of of deep trauma or change or transition, you've got to take care of yourself through that. And I have found that it really um, is not only a non-negotiable, but it helps me stay energetically in the game. Remember, you cannot be exhausted and brave. You cannot be overwhelmed and brave. You can't be crazy, busy, and brave because bravery requires energy and stamina. It requires us to be awake and alive on the front lines of our life. So are you ready? Are you ready? Are you awake? Are you strong? Things are going to come your way. You're going to lose people you love. Life is going to change. You're going to get news you may not expect. So are you strong enough to carry it? When you get given a package you didn't expect that is a little heavier than you expected, are you ready? Can you carry it? Right? Or does your stamina wear out? I am priority number one. And fitness is very, very, very much so at the top of that list. So that's number one. Number two, I ask for help. I ask for help. You know, someone asked me on an interview the other day, what's your secret to success? And I always hate the like word success, right? Because I think success looks different for all of us. Um, You know, success for you may be health or peace or uh, the health of a child or the health of a parent, right? Or just being able to pay your bills with ease every month, right? Success is going to look so different um, for all of us. You know, so my answer to that question is, is, is always this. How have I been successful? How have I gotten to where I've gotten today? If someone asks me that question, I say, with so much help, with so much 
help with so many people supporting me and hiring me and trusting me and connecting me and introducing me. And of course, me asking for it, me conducting the fear experiments, doing the uncomfortable things required to put myself in those spaces. So you've got to be brave enough to ask for the help. And then you've also got to equally in return, receive it, right? We've got to ask so we can receive. So that is number two. I am staying sane right now because I am asking for help. I am asking for help from my team, from my clients. Uh, I am setting very deep boundaries with my time and in my email and with my workload and my goodness from, you know, Scott and the boys and everybody in our life. And we've gotten so much help. So I am, I'm not doing it alone. I have a team of incredible people, paid or not paid, (laughs) helping me manage this. So get yourself some help. If you are in a season right now, ask for help ask for it and then receive it, receive it. The only way I am able to operate at the levels I operate, the only way I'm able to scale the way I want to scale is I am not doing that a silo. Remember, improvisers, we work in ensembles, baby. We do, we are not stand-up comedians. Stand-up comedians perform a memorized monologue of jo- jokes and satire. We are improvisers. We collaborate. We 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 use our training to succeed on stage with suggestions from the audience. So that's ensemble number one. And then ensemble number two is whoever we're up there playing with, right? So we never do it alone in an improv stage, uh, in an improv theater, on an improv stage rather. And we do not need to do it alone in life. So get yourself some help. You do not need to suffer to succeed. And I'm going to say that again. Like you do not need to suffer in order to succeed. Like, it doesn't need to be painful all the time, right? You can strategically bring more peace in your life when you are brave enough to realize, like, I don't need to suffer to be successful. I don't need, this doesn't need to hurt all the time for me to be doing something, right? Like, I don't constantly need to be sacrificing or be the martyr in order to be a great mom or a great entrepreneur. And I think we really need to receive that. I think we really need to hear that. And it certainly helped me. It helps me set down the box when it feels too heavy. Because sometimes you're going to be given a box and you are ready. I am so ready for this move. But sometimes that box gets heavy and it's okay to set it down. And it's okay to ask for help. So that is step number two, ask for help. Make yourself a priority, number one. Number two, ask for help. Number three, you've got to hear my mantra. This is my mantra lately. So I recently went to Jekyll Island. Um, You've probably heard me talk about this on the pod. So with three of my favorite girls, we went to Jekyll Island for a little girls weekend. It was so therapeutic. Go book yourself a girls weekend. If you haven't done it, hashtag book the trip. Again, making yourself a priority. Uh, And now I am so, 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 so extra glad I did it. I didn't want to go initially because I'm like in the middle of all this. But what goes last on our own list, right? Us. And I was like, hell to the no. So I booked the trip and on the trip, one of my girls, Tanya, she has two boys and she said that she has, we were just talking about stress and change and managing everything. And you know, what I love about getting together with these girls is we make each other so much better and we're all boss babes and business and making stuff happen in our careers. And so we talk about how to balance it all. And Tanya shared a story that one of her sons has a friend, um, this little, little dude, I don't know, maybe seven, eight, something like that. But whenever something happens in the house, cause they're always over at Tanya's playing, 
something, he'll drop something or somebody will drop something or, you know, whatever happens, something happens. He'll, he'll instantly go and he has this cute little voice. He goes, it's okay. It's okay. So the milk will fall. It's okay. You know, uh, the bike will you know, run over a curb. It's okay. Right. Uh, something will break. It's okay. And she goes, the way he says it is so just charming and delightful that their family has sort of unofficially, officially adopted the mantra. It's okay when things happen. And so it unofficially, officially became the mantra of our girls trip. And I have since taken it into my life and literally use it every day. Uh, I've even referenced it on keynote stages because I was on stage and a couple of slides weren't working and there was something happening with tech, which happens all the time in the world of, of keynote speaking. And, and so I went, you know, it's okay to the AV team and to the audience. And I shared that story because life is improv. Like things are not going to go according to plan right? Uh, movers are going to be late. People that are there to help you may cancel. Um, you may not get the answer you want to a question, right? Things are going to break. Things may not go according to plan. So I invite you to steal and borrow and use the it's okay mantra because there are so many things that are happening right now that are out of our control. Sometimes we're getting the answers we want. Sometimes we're getting the answers we don't want. Sometimes people are, um, lifting us up. And then there are people that have really let us down, um, that said they were going to do things and aren't showing up for us. So we just have to, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Which leads me perfectly into number four. So your priority number one, ask for help and then receive that help. Use the it's okay mantra when things send you to a level 10 panic attack vibe. And then number four, remember it is a season, not your whole life. We are constantly talking about that. And that's why it's okay because it's a season. It's a season. Maybe you're going through loss. Maybe you're going through an illness. Maybe you have lost a job or started a new one or moved to a new city or have a child going through something like it's a season. It's not your whole life. So that is really important to remember, right? Um, the other thing I want to add here is that, you know, I don't, I, I am a very spiritual person and I do have a deep faith and I'm probably more spiritual than religious, but I do have a deep belief in God. And I really believe whether it's loss or pain or trauma or, or whatever I'm going through in life, like I have been given it because I can carry it. And I can carry it longer than others, right? I, I have been given the tough stuff because God knows uh, that I'm strong enough to carry it and that I'm brave enough to learn from it, to say, okay, this is happening for me. And, and, and what am I to receive on the other side of this? Like, maybe I need to move through the pain. Maybe it's going to take me a minute to get through whatever I'm going through. But it's a season. It's not my, my whole life. And what is it here to teach me? What is it here to teach me? Right? And that is a powerful shift. Like, this is a season and I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. I will, I will likely never move across the country again. I, I hope this is the last move I make in my life. I hope my ashes are sprinkled across the desert someday when my TBD 
time on this planet is up. Like, this is it. So I want to be where my feet are. And I, I want to remember that this is a season. It's not my whole life. And, you know, what is it here to give me? What is it here to teach me? And awesomely, what is it here to teach me about myself? Like, that I can do hard things, that I, I, I can uh, move myself across the country while continuing to make myself a, a, a priority and, and manage um, a big business. So, you know, what a blessing which walks us into five. The final thing, gratitude. Gratitude brings altitude. If you want to fly higher, if you want to vibrate higher, amp up your gratitude. Because it's really hard to get everything you want if you aren't grateful for what you have right now. So again, be where your feet are. This is what the improv theater is all about. And I am done. I am done living that lifestyle of chasing the next thing, chasing the next thing. Let's, let's start focusing on the best thing. And the best thing is always right now, this moment, where you are, where your two feet are on this planet. So ground yourself in that root down so you can rise up, right? Remember, remember there was a time you wished for everything you have right now. There was a time you would have killed to have what you now have, right? If I would have told the 10, 10 years younger Judy, uh, so I'm 45, if I would have told 35-year-old Judy that, you know, those palm trees you're putting on that vision board, those are going to be yours. Those are going to be yours in 10 years. Hang on, babe. I, I don't know if I would have believed her, right? If... Dorothy would have known, you know, as she was chasing Wizard of Oz, that all she had to do was click her heels together three times. If the good witch had told her that's all she needed to do, Dorothy would have been like, no way, you're lying. It's not that easy. The, she would have never believed the good witch, right? Like, you have to move through the process. You have to keep walking. You have to put on those ruby slippers and take one step at a time down that golden brick road, whatever your road is, and be open to all the things that could come in from the outside, right? Maybe it's angry apple trees or flying monkeys, whatever you got going on, right? Dorothy met a lot of characters and you're going to meet them too. But when we are grateful for where we are in the moment, we start to catch the things from the outside, all the friends she made, all the things she learned about herself, Dorothy, as she made that adventure to Oz. But my goodness, you will lift yourself up and you will raise your vibrations. And this is how we truly manifest in your life. How can God or the universe, whatever you believe in, give you anything you desire to have in the future if you are not first grateful for what you have right here, right now. It is not possible. Gratitude. Gratitude for all of it. Gratitude for the ability to hire a moving company, to move me across the country. Gratitude for the ability to buy a home in, in Arizona. Gratitude for the people knocking on our door buying our house back in January, gratitude for the health of Scott's boys and myself and him and gratitude for my dogs and gratitude for our resources and gratitude for all the time here in Ohio, gratitude for standing here in my office right now, recording my last podcast in this op office with you, watching all the trees come to life, right? Like gratitude for the technology I'm currently using to make this episode for you. Gratitude for this oat milk cappuccino. 
that I definitely need a sip of. Gratitude. Gratitude brings altitude. Okay, so there you have it, guys, the five things, right? Make yourself a priority. If you were moving through a season of change, make yourself a priority. Ask for help. Receive it when you get it. Steal the mantra. It's okay. It's okay. Because remember, number four, it's a season. Not your whole life, babe. Not your whole life. And number five, gratitude brings altitude. Gratitude. Gratitude for where you are right now. Be where your feet are. Because the second you can start doing that, then and only then can you earn and receive everything else you desire. Now, I promised a big announcement before I go. Okay, so guys, if you are a member of our House of Anne monthly mentorship, uh, I'm going to get to see you live in Chicago in person on Wednesday, July 27th. We are doing our first ever house party, baby, house party in Chicago. It is free of charge, free of charge. Yes, you heard me right. If you are a paying member of our House of Anne mentorship, you're going to get to come hang out with me in Chicago on Wednesday, July 27th. It is going to be a certified vibe. Amanda will be there with me. We're going to have all kinds of surprises up our sleeves. So if you've ever wanted to get the chance to hang with me, meet me in person, um, get yourself to the Midwest. All you got to do is get to Chicago. You get yourself there, um, turn it into a uh, you know, book yourself a little soul sabbatical. Get yourself a little vibe check. Do this for you. But if you've ever wanted the chance to meet other members of our community in person or get a chance to hang out with me in person, uh, my goodness, we're, we're doing that for the first time. Our first ever uh, house party. Uh, and it's Wednesday, July 7th in Chicago, completely free for our members. This is a members only event. It is a perk of being a paid member in our community and to be a paid member of our house of and community. It is less than $2 a day. So it's $49 a month. So if you are interested, um, or have been on the fence about joining the mentorship, well, maybe this is the way, um, you know, the way you, you come into our community, maybe this is the nudge you need. Listen, every month, month, we are, we are teaching and sharing tools to help you do so much of what I just spoke about. But really, our, our mantra is that life is improv, and we are on a mission to help you open new doors. So every month, we take those ideas and we apply them to the unscripted stage of everyday life so you can continue to manifest and make magic happen in your life personally and professionally. It's fun. You leave with workbooks and toolboxes and resources, and we're certainly going to continue this through the end of the year. So, um, and then from there, I don't know how it'll evolve, but this is your chance. This is the first house party we're throwing and I hope to see you there and it's completely free to our members. If you have any questions, jump into uh, info at house of and H-A-U-S of O-F and A-N-D dot com. And we will be at your service. You can DM me anytime on the Instagram, babe. I always love hearing from you. And let me know what you thought about this episode. I hope, like, I hope you found value. I'd love to know what resonated. I always love to know, like, what resonates the most. So holla at your girl, holla at your girl. Uh, let me know how, how that felt and what, you're going to try first. And uh, my goodness, let me know what you'd like to hear more of on the show because, babe, this show is for you. So 
Keep the reviews coming. We love them. We are obsessed with them. It tells the iTunes world that this podcast matters, which helps us keep it on the air for you. And my goodness, again, info at House of And, hello at judyholler.com if you have any questions, feedback, inspo, and then always on the gram. Yo, I love you. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for listening. And you better keep kicking open those doors. See you later.